everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. Making decisions, especially big life decisions, that go against the status quo are extremely difficult. I think we worry about what other people will think and say so much that sometimes we don't even consider taking the leap or changing gears, so to speak, for fear that we'll look foolish or flaky. Laura Blair knows this. She's lived it. But despite the not-so-subtle jabs from others close to her, she follows her heart. She pays attention to her instincts. She listens to that still, small voice. And when it's telling her to take that leap, she jumps. My wife really wanted me to talk to you after whatever you guys were talking about yesterday, and I wanted to stay kind of at a distance, right? Because I didn't... Because for me, if I'm if I'm going to have the conversation with somebody, I don't want to know too much about it beforehand because I like to discover it sure. organically. I gotcha. Really. So let's start with um, who you are. You just tell me who you are, where you're from, okay. as if we've never spoken before at all. And okay. a little bit about what you do, a little bit of background. All right. And we'll go from there. So my name is Laura Blair, and I operated under the business Lara Blair Images for about 13 years, from 2000 to 2013. So I think I started at kind of about the same time you guys did, yeah. somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. You guys were very um, important to my growth during my studio thing. Went to imaging and took right. Vicky's class, kind of up close and personal, and moved to New York. I was the only photographer in a town of 9,000 people. And I went for it, and I implemented a lot of the stuff that I learned from you guys. What was that town? Where did you? It was called Warwick. It's in the Hudson Valley. Beautiful okay. apple country. Kind of, I love the East Coast. We weren't made to live there. I'm from the Northwest, born and raised in Seattle. Oh, oh my. And we live right outside of Portland, Oregon, on the Washington side. In town, mm-hmm. um, Vancouver and Camas is where yeah. my main business is. And uh, we shoot in Portland. I shoot in Portland as well. But I'm a Northwest girl, mm. and New York was fantastic, but we needed to come home. Mm-hmm. So I rebranded again, rebranded three times. And when I moved home, I had taken your uh, pet thing. You guys had your fundraiser mm-hmm. that you offered, and I took, you know, I bought the package and figured it all out, and I did my Humane Society thing yeah. as a project because I'm into personal projects. That's mm-hmm. kind of my thing. And I realized. I really like dogs. <laughs> I almost that? like dogs more than people. Well, because, you know, people are hard and I love yeah. dog owners and I loved, I'm just yeah. a big dog person. So I yeah. thought, this is something to this. This is pretty cool. And then I realized Portland, Oregon is one of the biggest dog communities in the United States. I'm like, well, pff, okay, I'm going to figure this out. So I went for it and it went very well. And uh, I just shot dogs probably for the last five years of those 13 years. And oh. I they shot everything, you know, pretty much like everybody else in the early aughts. I, I didn't do weddings, but right. I did, you know, babies and couples and kids. I love kids. So after that, I ended up really going for it with this dog thing. And it was kind of my niche. And I really enjoyed the people. Mm. I had a lot of uh, double income, no kids. So it's mm-hmm. like they were buying pictures of their quote unquote kids. Of course. Of yeah, right. And they, then my wife would say that the people, some people, not everybody, but some people that had 
dogs and kids. Yes. She would say, they like their kids, but they love their dogs. <laughs> you know, like some of those people, because they, they'd come in and, and, and they just want photos of their dogs. And, yes. you know, we have photos of children and families all over the studio. Yes. And it's like, no, I'm good with good I'm, with the dogs. I'm good with the dogs. Yeah, that's kind of what we had going too. <laughs> Not with everybody, of course, but there's right. that group of people. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. All yeah. Right, well, I have we'll five pictures of the dogs we'll and a couple, dogs. couple of the kids. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it, and it was fun. And I ended up writing a, an article for Professional Photographer Magazine. Oh, yeah. a little plug for PPA. Got to mm-hmm. enjoy it. It's important. Mm-hmm. And I wrote an article, and uh, they published it. And mm. that's just kind of goes to show you, you just never know. Throw that pasta on the wall and see what's going to stick. Put it out there. And that's kind of how I operate in life. I just yeah. go for it and see what happens. And what's the worst thing that can happen? They, yeah. don't, they don't publish it. Right. You know? That's the worst. So they published it. It was very exciting. That's neat. Huge deal. I'm a, I love to write. I, loved, I was a blogger back in the blogging oh, days. you did the blogger <clears> thing. I did. Right. And I met a lot of people through that. And after the article came out, uh, I got a call from Amherst Media. They read all the photog books. And in mm-hmm. fact, I own quite a few of them from the early sure. days. And they asked me to write a book, <laughs> which was insane and very humbling and exciting. That's great. And I wrote the book. You can still get it. It's on Amazon. And yeah. it's been around, obviously, for a while. It's very much a marketing book, how to get started with the dog theme. What's it called? Um, photographing dogs. It's like the art of photographing dogs. So if oh. you just search Lara Blair on yeah. Amazon, you'll find it. Yeah. yeah. So that was a very big deal. I've always wanted to write a book. So check that off the list. Yeah, that's great. And I put the whole thing together with pictures and everything. Amherst kind of let me have the reins on it, which mm. was great. So in typical Lara Blair fashion, I literally wrote the book on this subject and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You go through all that. You write a book after being asked to write a book, mind you. Yes. And then you're like, I'm done. I know. And so this is where I think a lot of people struggle with this, women in particular. I had two young kids and Mm. they were very much involved with school. They were, I think it was like fourth grade, fifth grade. They were a year apart in school, two girls, Mm -hmm. my precious girls. And I was very distracted. I can be pretty intense with my work. Whatever I love, I go all in. I'm Mm. all in pretty much on whatever I do. Mm. And I was distracted and I was busy and I was going to Portland a lot because that's where a lot of my dog owners were. And I just felt tremendous mom guilt. It was just terrible. And I struggled with it every day. And I thought, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then I kind of burned out a little bit. The recession wasn't real helpful. Right. And I was spending a lot of time alone retouching in the studio and, you know, marketing in the studio. So a lot of times when you don't have, when you're a one woman show and I had an assistant, but she was only there for shoots, you know, when you're in the studio alone and it's raining and it's, you know, dark and rainy where I live, I was thinking, what am I doing? I'm a people person. I really love, you know, to be around professionals. Maybe I'll just change gears. So I was a teacher originally when I first got married. And I know Vicky was too, right? Mm-hmm. Special ed. I uh, love middle school. It's my favorite. And I thought, what if I went back to teaching? Because then I would be around professionals again. I would get to be around kids, which I miss. And then I would be on the same schedule as my daughters mm, and have I that see. family life again. Yeah. And I did it. And I do things quickly. And I shut down. I shut it down. It was insane. I mean, I shut my website down. 
people were, you know, emailing me questions from the book and I would email them quick answers back. I'm sure they're like, why can't I find our website anymore? Oh. <laughs> Which was weird. And you're like, I don't do this anymore. Right. And I threw myself into teaching. I'm a good teacher. I'm one of those crazy teachers. That I'm, <laughs> I have a theater and music background. So I oh. wear hats and then I play, I sing. <laughs> oh, wow. I went to school for music. So I played my uke, you know, in there and I got right. my memorization songs from my middle schoolers. And I'm that crazy teacher that I get really, really tight with my students. And it was wonderful time, an amazing team. I taught in a project-based school, so we mm. taught everything through projects, and mm. I was a humanities teacher, so I got to do all those super cool. Like, we, we colonized Mars in this project-based school, and I got to do all the writing, and all. it was just awesome. Well, it sounds like that's right up your alley. It was, but what I didn't realize was that my mojo was going to come back, and it came back, like, overnight, within a couple weeks, I don't remember what I saw, but I was looking in magazines. I'm very, I'm very visual. I was looking at images and photography again and letting myself be creative. I was painting. I'm all, I like to do art painting. So I, that's where I was kind of getting my creative you know, outlet mm -hmm. for what I need to do creatively. And it just morphed. I miss it. I think I miss it. So I took my camera out and I started making composites. I know you like Brooke. Um, I love her stuff and I saw her creative live. Brooke's like, oh, this my is buddy. Cool. So yeah. I watched her thing and I got really inspired by composites, which I love to do. They're fun. And I started doing self portraits, you know, and doing some composite stuff and selling them. Mm -hmm. I would, I do encaustic wax. I would do the wax over the top and, Slowly. You do everything. I do a lot of creative stuff. No left brain. Just <laughs> no left brain. It's like art and music. I do all of it. No left I brain do it all. at all. Like I walk around with my right side of my head. Yeah, right. You're like weighted down. <laughs> yeah, just going to move it down to the ground. Uh, I'm learning the business part and that's coming next. Mm. Um, so I realized I missed it and my kids are going to college. So. Okay, so the time spent, we, we went through a lot, a lot of time there. Yeah. So at... In 2013 mm -hmm. is when you had the mom guilt, yeah, and stopped. Actually, 2012, and then I kind of wound it down. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, just recently, you've gotten back in. So the I've been game? back in teaching for what six, seven years, six and a half years, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, and it's been wonderful, no complaints. But I realized I wanted a second shot at it. My kids are going to be gone. Yes. I would have time to do what I want to do. I have big dreams and big plans for what I want to do. And it was very clear to me as I prayed about it and thought about it and wrote about it. I wanted a second chance at this thing mm -hmm. and um, started following. Of course, Sue Bryce was a great inspiration. A lot yeah. of other photographers, your wife still, you know, doing her thing, followed mm -hmm. her all those years and her evolving style. Oh, yeah. Other photographers in the industry who stayed with it that I really uh, admire mm -hmm. and respect. And I've always kind of had this thing that the business part was not necessarily really, really wonderful for me. It was fine, but I knew I could do it. I mean, if I could teach myself how to do these other things, I can figure out the business part. Mm -hmm. So I started reading business books. Uh, Sue Bryce got a lot of great stuff about, you know, owning the money part, figuring mm -hmm. it out, getting your taxes straight away. And I started really getting empowered by, I could, I could do this and I could probably make more money than I'm doing teaching. Yeah. So I, oh gosh, so I told my team and they were so cute. They were like, we knew, 
we knew you were going to go back. Really? Yeah. They could I mean, tell? Yeah. I was pretty tight with them. And huh. they saw my creative stuff. And they're like, oh, man. Yeah. She said no. So yeah. I, I let it go. And it was really hard. I got some letters from some students. You know, why are you leaving? And, oh. Oh, just gut-wrenching kind of stuff. Oh, but, yeah. But I also taught my students a lot. You got to pay attention to your instincts and pay attention to the little whispers yeah. inside. And when they tell you to do something, that there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. And I've always done that and I've never regretted it. I mean, every single time I've had that little voice say, you need to switch gears. I, I did it. And it's never been a bad thing. I've always learned from it. My family has always kind of rolled with it. Mm. They know who I am. They know too. They do. Yeah. And my kids. So I got a little validation. It was probably last Mother's Day. My kids are going to be a sophomore in college, and then my other kid's doing a gap year around the world, and then she's going to college. Oh she leaves in like three days. Oh, wow. I know. And they wrote me letters for Mother's Day, and it was, you know, and my whole thing was you can't really be a creative and a really good mom at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the myth I think a lot of women tell themselves. And I really struggled with that. I grew up with an actress mother. She's an amazing talent, probably the most talented person I've ever known and very distracted by her art. But, you know, I came out okay. (laughs) I think I turned out all right. And so my thing with my girls was, oh my gosh, do they just remember me as being distracted and overworked and not paying attention? And the letters that I got from both of them were, you know, when you, and yeah, you were distracted sometimes. (laughs) But the things that you have shown us in jumping at your dreams and the plans that you have, let us know. It gives us permission to do the same. Hmm. And I hope that they pick jobs and do things that fulfill them creatively and whatever they want to do in their lives. And I guess watching me do my thing, as my friend calls me the Blair Switch Project, which I think is (laughs) quite funny. My friend Maria calls me that. Uh, it was funny at first. And now I'm like, wait a minute. I think it's still kind of funny. (laughs) But, (laughs) But the other thing is, that I used to have shame about that, you know, the oh. switching it up, like, am I flaky? What's my problem? Re- okay, I want to teach, yeah, I, I want to art, you know? Yep. And then I realized that it comes down to one thing. I am uh, I'm on this planet to do two things. It's to inspire people and to be creative. And whatever mode I use to do that is really okay. Mm. If it's in my classroom, if it's mm. in my portrait studio, mm. if it's writing my book, I mean, whatever it is, if it's fulfilling those two God-given missions for me, then it's okay. And I'm, you know, I'm 48 now and I'm finally realizing it's all right to be mm. the Blair Switch Project. It really is. So I'm back in this for probably a year and I've completely rebranded again and I love tweens and it doesn't surprise me because I've been working with them for seven years right. now. I adore them. It's an amazing age, like 11 to 14. That's not really a tween 14, but some of them are kind of young. And they're just a hot mess, and I just love them. I mean, the girl drama and the (laughs) lack of confidence. Not that those are good things, but like they just are who they are. They don't apologize for who they Mm. are. And I really, really am attracted to that because Mm. we lose it. Like you go to ninth grade, you start to conform and you worry about boys and you worry about your parents and there's more comparison on social media. When you're 11, like you're kind of the boss of you. Yeah. And you figure out what you want to do and what you like and you're not afraid to tell people what you don't like. Yeah. That's what I love. My sixth graders. I don't I don't like drawing. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Come on, we got to give it a go. You know? yeah. But I, lo- I really respected the fact when kids would say, I just don't really enjoy this. So I have created this whole new mission 
that I am going to empower girls. And it's going to be through portraits, the portrait experience. I do a home consult. We go through their closets. They bring out all their stuff, like everything that makes them them. Mm. I had a session. We had a chicken. (laughs) We had a live chicken, a bunny. It was two girls, best friends. A chicken, a bunny, a hula hoop, roller skates, a skateboard. What else did they bring? An accordion, a guitar. All of this stuff came in the back of the car with their parents. This is all their stuff. It was so fun. It was a three-hour session. Wow. We... We mapped it all out, and I have a particular style. It's kind of like almost like a high fashion kind of, if you can have a tween be high fashion. Mm. I love high key. Uh, I like black, too. And I've kind of gotten to this point where my lighting's pretty predictable. Shout out to Felix. I've learned a lot Mm -hmm. through Felix Coons. Um, And the rest of it is up to the personality of the girl. And when I find out what she's all about, we find out what she loves. We talk. I mean, by the time I'm done, it's been two hours at the consult two to three hours at a session and the moms are always amazed. Like that's my kid. I'm like, that's your kid. So what I decided was, and I think I'm really going to go for it. I do teens as well. We'll do like high school seniors and stuff, which I love, but there's just something about that age. It's like the tween dream. You know, I speak tween and I just love it. <laughs> do, you, do you have the business piece set up? Yes. And that was a really big win for me because yeah. I had to really learn it and be a big girl, you know, yeah. and figure this out. It was very on the empowering end, you know, I'm working with girls to do that. I very much figured it out for myself at the ripe age of 48. And (laughs) I think I showed my girls that too. You know, if you're going to do this, it needs, you need to make a living. And I I have two kids in school, so I know that I'm not going to do this. It's not a hobby. I do it as a business. I do a full, like all products. I don't do any digital files. Well, they get the file with a bigger order, but I, um, after they've already, yeah, Sweet. and I'm right. also doing a class, and the whole tween experience is called Brave and True, because mm. I really feel like those are two adjectives that describe girls in that age. They're mm. pretty brave to be in middle school, and they're really true to who they are, oh, and yeah. I just love it so much. It just means so much to me, because we can learn a lot from that, and I have a class, and it's a five-week class, and they come, and I'm a natural-born teacher, so I teach photography and art, but it's not really about photography and art. Yeah, It's about body positivity and how to communicate with other girls Mm. and just trying to figure out find their way you know through all the mess and the comparison the social media thank goodness i didn't have that when i was a kid i don't know what i would have done i always tell them like you guys have it so much harder than i did so this class is is meant to one fulfill my teaching need because i love that part and i miss it and two to really give these girls some skills it's a small class like seven kids and uh, it always, it fills pretty quickly. And then I take a break and then I do another five weeks and I take a break and do another five weeks. And, uh, and I photograph all the girls. They hmm. each get a session and they come in and it's proven to be, I mean, I didn't mean it to be a marketing thing, but it's been great that way. Um, but more than anything, I feel like I'm doing something with these girls that needs to be done just one class at a time. So it's, it's very rewarding. It makes me feel like I'm doing those two jobs, the inspiring part and the creative part with a purpose, you know, and a plan and using my right and left brain, heaven forbid. Both of them. (laughs) Yeah. And so my, my big dreams Um, I would like to teach other photographers to do this because I think it's scary to work with tweens. It's really scary to teach them, but I'm I'm trying to create a program I think that would work across the country because we need this more than anything. I've lived it in my classroom. These girls need skills. And if you can help them see themselves in a new light and help them just have basic tools to operate during their day, we're all going to be better off. 
all of us because those kids become high schoolers who can deal better and then they become adults and dare I say hopefully don't get pregnant or drugs or whatever like if you can empower a girl and help her feel like her needs are important and her gifts are recognized and she values who she is Mm -hmm. she's going to make better decisions and it's going to be better for all of us how much of your passion for kids that age in particular girls that age come from the fact that you have two yourself a a lot (laughs) and that my sixth grade year my personal sixth grade year was just terrible that was a bad year (laughs) oh gosh i loved this the best teacher i ever had Mm. mr stangvik best Mm. guy ever but it was when my parents got divorced um and i just you know it's just hard being 12 so my own girls yeah and they're very lucky in that I picked right. I have a really, really great husband and they have a really wonderful father and we have a good marriage. But just that whole, yeah, and watching them a year apart in school because they're so close. They're one year apart. Yeah. Well, they're 17 months apart, but one year one apart year in school. One year in school. It's, and they're really different and they don't get along. So it's been a little bit of a difficult road. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, and possibly, was I distracted? during that time? Well, I was, there's so, there's, there's a lot of pieces here that I'm trying to put together in my mind. So your, your, your tough year was when you were in sixth grade. Yeah. And I feel like you said that the mom guilt was really swelling when they were in fourth and fifth grade. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It makes sense. And doesn't so it? I, I'm, well, I'm just trying to piece yeah. it together. I'm thinking, well, obviously she feels so strongly about girls that age because of her own girls, right? Yeah. And then, of, of course, take into account what happened to you when you were in sixth grade. And now look at the mom guilt that really starts to swell when they're in fourth and fifth. Because I feel like even if it was subconscious, yeah. you see them getting to that age and you start to like look at yourself. Yes. And then probably subconsciously realize what happened to you when you were just past that age as they're approaching it, yes. right? And so it all kind of fits. I'm going to lie down on this couch right here and you're going to charge me like 150 an hour. <laughs> well, I'm just putting it together right now. You said it all. No, like you it's put really it all true. out there. No, you're really right. Yeah. It's very connected. And I think that's why I picked middle school to teach. And I think that's why I picked the age to photograph. Right. It's, it's like, you, it's like you dove in to them. Yes. At, at, at a time when, when you had such a tough time yourself because of everything that was happening. That's absolutely true. You're right. I was right on the edge of it. Funny enough, I haven't really connected all the dots, but as I'm sitting here, yeah, I will write you a check when later you, for your <laughs> psychological when, services. When you, when you put it all out there, there it is, yeah. right? I'm, yeah. I'm struck by how brave you are Aww. in that you made that decision. That that would be a hard thing it to do. It was really, really hard. Thank you for saying that. It, yeah, people looked at me like I was insane. Like, you just wrote this book. Right. You're jamming right now. Right. What are you thinking? You right. need to be going big. And you know what? Did I played small. Yeah. I played small. And yeah. a lot of women do. And there's nothing wrong with it if you feel like you need to. Like, I'm, you know, I obviously switched gears. Right. Um, and some women play really big and they go big with success early on. Sure. And, you know, I'm ready to play big. Now you're ready. I am. Right. I, you know, I've, I've gotten to the point where I've learned some things and I'm coming into my own and I want to be able to shoot what I want to shoot and I want to be able to inspire and work with kids and there's something stopping me at this point, which is a pretty exciting thing because I've never felt that in the years since I started this because my daughter was born in 2000. So yeah. it's been their whole lives. They've had this 
self-distracted creative mother. (laughs) I was struck by, because when my, after you spoke to my wife yesterday in the trade show and she said, you need to talk to Laura. Mm -hmm. She's got some great stuff. That's nice. And I said, what, give me a little bit about it because I don't want to know. And she said she's going to talk about mom guilt. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a big deal for us right now because she has some of that. Yeah, and I've heard you talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah, and in our, you know, our kids are ten and six, yeah. right? And what what she she knows what it's like to be like all about work and to put in the eighty ninety hours a week every no. week yeah. before we had kids, right? Yeah. and then that all changed. Um, but now I think she's in a in a position again where she sees that if she wanted to, she could really blow things up again like yes. it's all right there your right? wife has the capability of any stage of blowing things <laughs> up in a very positive way no she's a creative force she's she, like the tasmanian <laughs> devil of creativity <laughs> she, she does come across that way no, sometimes she's got five thousand ideas and a way to implement them. yeah she does, does she feel like she has to rein herself in Yes and no. I mean, there's there's lots of there's other factors at play. Like I think uh, age in general. Yeah. Like we we both were sore a lot more. I'm tired. It's, certainly <laughs> me, but even she is. And and yeah. there are times where I feel like I have to say, you know, listen to listen to what your body's telling you. Right. You know, listen to listen to what your heart's telling you. Maybe. And that's right. what I wanted to get at with you specifically because I feel like you did. I did. And we call yeah. it, so we can call it mom guilt or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, I Maybe that is the best term for it because that's what it certainly probably feels like yeah. as a mom. Right. And why did you listen to it? Gosh. Maybe it has something to do with what you said before, you know, that it was such an intense feeling um, during that time in my life. And I really, and bless my parents, they did the best they could. We don't wake up no, saying we're how we're going to screw up our kids today, right. you know, right. and my my parents were amazing and uh, in their own ways, but they were both, I'm an, I'm an only child. I have a stepsister, but yeah. I was an only child and they were very intense, creative, yeah. you know, people who had lives of their own and they were distracted for yeah. sure. Um, and I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't love me or anything like that, but I definitely felt like there were times I was kind of on my own. Sure. You know, we grew up in the city. I took the Metro bus everywhere. Like my parents, you know, weren't super involved in my high school stuff because that's kind of when a lot of stuff was going on in my family and divorce and everything. They're good now, but I I look back to that and it was such a deep, I think it's a wound. We all have our stuff. Everybody's right. got their wounds, you know, right. and I think mine were deep enough that when I, maybe like you said, it was getting on the edge of watching my kids go into the hard years, be it everything else was pretty solid at home hard years that I wanted to be available. And it was a very dangerous place to not be available during that time. I remember I had a memory of my daughter. Uh, She was in sixth grade and she had just gotten on like Instagram or something. And we were just letting her kind of like we were monitoring it. And uh, she came out of her room and she was crying. And I'm like, oh no, you know what happened? I ran upstairs, what's going on? And she held out her phone and it was a picture of a party where everyone she knew was invited and she was intentionally not invited. Ugh. Oh, I just talk about knife in the heart. And I stood there and I started crying of course. and I, you know, I try not to let, I didn't want her to see me crying. Cause I was like, it's not that big a deal. It's okay. Right. It's you a try huge to play it off, deal. But it's like a it's world a ender for them. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And, yeah. and I thought, you know what? I was there. Yeah. I was there yeah. and I wasn't with a client and I wasn't at the studio, 
and I was I was there with her. And we've had so many all the things, the boyfriends that break yeah. their hearts and yeah. oh so many, so many things that you go through. And I'm just really sorry because you're just on the edge of those years. <laughs> I know, you guys I know are, it's coming. It's like everything painful. you're saying I know is coming. It's very painful. And the boys are different. You know, mm-hmm. I God, boys gotta be easier. They gotta be easier, man. Well, I hope so. The girls but... are really hard. But I <laughs> you know, I I think that it was just so palpable for me that I was always I was just really worried what would happen if I didn't let it go. Mm. And I am not here to say that you need to let go of a huge business that's going well when your kids are turning 12. This but what is, would you say though? Okay. I know you're not journey. here to say that. Yeah. But you, to other moms mm-hmm. that are out there yeah, and they're dealing with this mom guilt. Yeah. What do they do? What, sh- what should they do? What not? And so like with a general brush, right? Yeah. Cause everyone, like you Everyone's just said, everyone their has journey, their own yeah. story. Yeah. But what's, what's advice that you could give to them as a group? Check in with your kids. Hmm. I had the strangest thing when I checked in with mine. Will you make my lunch? <laughs> that was her thing. She was like in eighth grade. <laughs> and I want every part of me wanted to say, make your own lunch. But yeah. I said, is that why? And she said, I'm so stressed out. She's a pretty academic kid, really intense. Yeah. And she goes, I just own the energy at night. I'm done studying. And I just thought that would be a huge burden off of me. I'm like, all right. So I made her lunch all through eighth and all through high school. That was her thing. And Uh, My other kid had, she wanted to talk, which was good. So like that driving in the car thing, you know, in your back, the back of your heads to your kids. So you feel like you can pretty much say anything to them. You know, I love that (laughs) in the car. Like they can't see me. I'm going to say anything. That's so great. And um, I would ask them while I was driving, hey, you know, hey, what would make your life easier? What can I do right now? And granted, I had gone back to teaching. So I was a little better frame of mind to do that. But like if you're in the throes of your business and hey, women out there, I know you're all staying up late retouching mm. and that's another thing by the way mm. give up retouching mm. give that up man mm. i'm st- i'm oh, it's awesome Amen. i had no idea my How whole great life it is to oh give it's that so up. great <laughs> i mean i do my finishing touches on my images but you know it's hours and hours and hours take a couple of those hours and go out with your kids yeah give up the small things in your business i'm talking to photographers obviously in particular yeah. the small things that you, you you're kind of being really anal about it can mm. we use that word still is that a word yeah, people use it is and you could probably give up that and you'll yeah. gain another three hours to be able to either go to the park with your kids or mm-hmm. have some time. So that's one thing. Give up the small stuff so that you can be with your kids and ask them what they need because they'll be pretty honest. And they'll also sometimes tell you stuff that hurts. You know, mm. you weren't there or why did dad come to my meeting and you weren't because I had a shoot, you know. Right. Oh, it's just gut-wrenching stuff. And everybody's got their own schedule and everyone has their own stuff. But I think if you can kind of do simple things like just ask we don't ask enough I had to ask from my family for things too you know right um when I come back from a shoot late at night if you guys could not have 5,000 dishes in the sink that'd be really great (laughs) just stuff like that you know two-way street and not asking it in (laughs) anger you know really being diplomatic about it and asking before the you know what hits the fan is a really really great way to go asking well I like that and asking your spouse Hey, how are we doing here? Are mm. you feeling overwhelmed because I'm gone all the time? Mm. Or is it what's frustrating for you? And sometimes mm. you have to be really brave to ask that question because you know it's you like know what, what the are you is. what are you pretending yeah. not to know? Oh, right? What are you pretending not to know? And that was my thing. What am mm. I pretending not to know? 
I am pretending to, to not know right now that my kids, they're pretty frustrated because I'm not around. Mm. And, I, and I'm an all-in person. Some people can really, really balance it beautifully. And I'm in awe of people like that. I'm not built like that. I'm all or nothing. Rachel Hollis, she has a great quote. It's like She's um, the wash your face girl. Yeah. yeah. Her quote was, um, you know, the, the phrase, go big or go home. Right. I never go home. Oh. And I don't. I mean, I'm all mm. in. And that's how I was made. And I don't fight it anymore. But you can't just say, this is how I am. This is how things you have to compensate for it by saying, all right, how am I doing? Right. How are we doing? Hmm. Um, date night is really important. Check in with your spouse. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. I agree. And um, <laughs> ask your kids while you're driving them somewhere, what do you guys need? You know, yeah, I'm yeah. busy, but I can, what, what do you need right now? Yeah. And I wish I had done that earlier. Mm. You know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, as I'm sure. looking back, as my right. kids are going to college. Um, they turned out okay. They're yeah. good girls, and I'm really proud of what they're going to do with their lives. So I don't have that mom guilt anymore. Good. Um, but I also definitely made a, a, a very specific decision to let something go that really could have been big. And yeah. sometimes wonder. Yeah. You know, do I miss the dog slobber and dog hair all over my studio? <laughs> I don't know. But it was really a fun time and, and it all was what it was supposed to be. Mm. And I think that I work with tweens now because I went back to teaching. Yeah. It all comes full circle. Yeah. Every single thing that I've done has led me to where I am now. Right. I don't see a Blair Switch project in the future. I mm. think I'm I think this might be my last Tehran. I'm pretty excited about it. Good for you. Because it's valuable work. Yeah. And it makes girls be able to see themselves in a different light. Mm. And we need more of that right now. We really do. More than ever, I think. Yeah. It feels I, like it I anyway. agree. Yeah, we're in a dangerous time. It's Seems a dangerous, dangerous time. I would not want to be growing up right now. And I I can't imagine it. I, we say it all the no. time. I know I say it all the time. I can't imagine. And it's terrifying to me on one hand in that my kids are right there. I know, you're watching I it. I can't imagine I being a 10-year-old or an 11-year-old or a 12-year-old right now. I, I cannot. The whole world's in their back pocket. It's right there. I know, it's a really frightening thing. But the checking in, it's mm. key. Yeah. And it doesn't take a lot of time. It can be such a simple statement. And yeah, you're going to get the, I don't yeah. know, I'm fine. Yeah, but right. if you ask a specific question, yeah. like tomorrow... You know, you have a big day, you got tests and practice and all these things. Give me one thing that will make your life easier. What can I do for you? Yeah. It's a powerful question, but why yeah. don't you want to be asked that question? Yeah. I do. I'd, I'd like to be I asked that question right now. Asked, <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you, Dad? I can help You're you. You're already doing it. All right. Okay. This was this was great. You 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 opening up was exactly what I what I needed really oh, so for glad. myself. I'm glad to hear that. It's, Thank you. It's it's helpful even to hear as a dad even right because mm -hmm. i know there's you, we talked about mom guilt but dad guilt is a thing and we can't too. yeah we can't brush over that because it's absolutely right. true yeah I agree. And, and yeah just i think checking the checking in piece i i i really want to be more intentional with that um and i'm kind of scared to what i'm going to hear but i'm excited as to what i'm going to hear too because yeah. i think both of my kids will tell me They'll give no. you. They'll give you the tools by just giving up. you the information. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that. So yeah, thank thank you. Oh, what, thank you. Where where can people go to uh, see? So my new uh, it's Lara Blair Photography. I mm -hmm. changed my name because I'm not dogs anymore. So. L A R A. Yes, like Lara Bar without the dots. Right. Right. Like Lara Croft without the body. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! That's I am not fake. a video game. That's all it's fake, all fake anyway. It's all fake. <laughs> Who's Angelina Jolie anyway? Oh, well, I guess there's yeah, that's her. actually pretty real. Well, kind of. <laughs> Sorry, Angie. Okay. 
Um, yeah, laurablairphotography.com. And then on IG, I'm the same Instagram as laurablairphotography and same with Facebook. Good. Um, and I am constantly putting stuff. We are really good. I have an amazing assistant who's young and she's social mm. media savvy and boy, she's a rock star. Everybody she does wants, stories during Everybody wants sessions. one of those people. Oh man, yeah. she's doing all that stuff that I don't mm-hmm. have time for my animated videos mm-hmm. and um, we're really stepping up our game. I'm probably going to need to hire somebody else pretty soon. Mm. And feels really, it feels really good. It's exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting to get a second chance at this business in a frame of mind where I'm ready. Yeah. That's yeah. the key. I'm feeling really ready and good excited to talk to other photographers too, because it can be done, right? We can do this thing. Right. We can do this thing. Right. Yeah. We can do hard things. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> thanks. Thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. It was such a pleasure to see you guys. You know what a big part you, of my journey you well, both have been I in your it. in your business, and I'm grateful for the message that you've sent. And I remember sitting in that room with you guys before you had kids. You yeah. know, and and yeah. what all of this meant to you, and what you've given to this industry. It's it's been pretty. You've given a lot of really important wow. things, so don't downplay that. Well, and you're a great team. You're a great team. It's, it's been a pleasure and an honor for me. I can tell you that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye.